Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes Please, and more. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however. It's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human erotic and sexual experience and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman and in my work I specialize in female sexuality and I work with women with pussies and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me. Expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you and even though I'm an expert on this topic I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion not a must so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay hi and welcome again I'm delighted that you're here and now let's dive into today's topic. Hey, 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 and welcome to the pod. I am excited that you're here, and I hope you will learn a lot from this episode and that it will help you understand yourself better, have more compassion for yourself, and feel more quote-unquote normal. So today I'm going to talk about spontaneous versus responsive desire. Two different models or sort of formulas for how humans can experience desire. What is desire? Desire is arousal, so mental arousal, that then activates desire in the body in an appropriate context. So context is so, so, so key for experiencing desire, right? You need the context. So let's dive into the differences between spontaneous desire and responsive desire. So spontaneous desire is a spark, or you can think of it as like an eruption of interest in sex that seems to come out of thin air. It's like, poof, oh, desire, mm, turned on, wanna fuck, <laughs> that kind of feeling. So it's when the mental interest in sex arises before there's any external stimulus for it. For instance... Simply seeing your partner with their clothes on as you go about your day and just feeling inside like, oh, I want to have sex with them. There's been no touch. There's been no flirting. There's been no contextual stimulus for it. It just comes to you from within, right? That's spontaneous desire. This is also what we see a lot in the media as the desire, right? Media portrays sexual desire just like this spontaneous, always on the boil, good to go, that kind of vibe. So spontaneous desire is one way of experiencing desire. 
But we tend to think that that's the normal way or the good way of experiencing desire. It's also the way we usually experience desire in the beginning of a relationship because everything is so novel, so exciting, and we're literally high on chemical substances inside the body <laughs> because we're in love, there's infatuation, and there's a lot of sexual energy. Then usually that shifts, right? And some people find that they begin to want sex only after sexy things are already happening. But I want you to know that that's normal too, and that's responsive desire. So responsive desire is the growing interest in sex that occurs in reaction to sexual stimuli. Often, responsive desire is sparked by touch, physical closeness, sexual contact, and in the experience of already doing foreplay. So spontaneous desire is a spark, a spontaneous spark, where there's no stimulus for it. Responsive desire is the reaction to the stimulus. It's when the mental interest in sex comes after external stimulus. For instance, seeing your partner undress for you and wanting to have sex with them is a responsive desire. Or, like I said, already engaging in touch, physical closeness and foreplay and then experiencing the desire slowly growing. So it's so important to have self-awareness about this and knowing that it's normal to experience both responsive and spontaneous desire. Or normally you experience either or, right? You're more on the spectrum towards the responsive desire reaction or on the spontaneous desire and there are gender differences so everyone can experience primarily spontaneous desire but it's more common that men do as many as 75 percent of men compared to 15 percent of women report spontaneous sexual desire so there are differences between men and women and that doesn't mean that men are wrong horny simple beings that think with their cock, you know? We don't have to make it an ugly, bad thing. We also shouldn't judge and make women feel like they're frigid, frozen, slow, taking a long time, boring, right? It's just that our bodies respond to sexual stimulus differently, and we have different desire pathways or desire trajectories. And we need to normalize this so that we can understand ourselves and better uh, compromise and give each other what we need in a relationship, in partnered sexuality. About 5% of men and 30% of women report feeling primarily responsive desire. And like I said, even people who report spontaneous desire in early stages of their relationships can experience more responsive desire over time, and that shift is completely normal. So it doesn't mean that you're not turned on by your partner anymore, you don't find them attractive anymore, something's wrong with the relationship, something's wrong with you. Oh my god, why don't I get wet immediately? I want to fuck him in the hallway like I used to two months into the relationship when you've been together for 10 years, you have two kids, and you share a whole household and life together, right? <laughs> well, he might still be experiencing that kind of spontaneous desire still, and you think, oh my god, something's got to be wrong with me. No, male and female bodies just are different. And so I hope this can just give you a sense of relief, like, oh, thank you for saying this. I needed to hear this. I have responsive desire. 
Or if you're a spontaneous desire kind of person and you're like, thank you, I'm not uh, crazy horny and like some kind of sex maniac. I just have spontaneous desire. And you get to celebrate and normalize and accept that. But the interesting thing here, and I want to just complicate things a little, regardless if you have spontaneous desire or responsive desire, actually all desires or like all, all sexual desire is non-spontaneous, meaning it is responsive and context dependent. It just feels more spontaneous for some. It's more rapid. It's more fiery. It's more sensitive to not needing external stimuli, but it's not completely spontaneous. It's actually responsive to thoughts or some kind of context, but it's more rapid and it's more fiery and grows much faster than responsive desire. So when people think, oh, you know, sex should feel spontaneous, I miss having spontaneous sex, well, I hate to break it to you, but sex is never spontaneous. It's always based on the context and on the feelings and thoughts that you've been having, even in the beginning. So remember when you were super, super turned on in the honeymoon phase and you were going to go on a date with your partner on Friday, you were thinking about your partner and how you wanted to fuck them or do certain things to them, with them on Friday. You were thinking about what underwear you were going to wear, how you were going to shave or not, what lipstick where you should have sex. You were thinking about the sex in detail. You were literally planning it and obsessing about it for days before the Friday night date. And then it just happens to feel spontaneous on Friday, but it's far from spontaneous. Hello, my dear. If there's one self-pleasure practice I think all women need, it's pussy worship. Because so many women have deep, unconscious beliefs that their vulva is ugly, disgusting, problematic, difficult, weird-looking, the list is long. I've even created a whole episode on pussy worship and pussy gazing. So today, I just wanted to let you know that you can download a free, guided, self-pleasure pussy worship practice where you get step-by-step guidance on how to worship your pussy. It's a beautiful worshiping practice where you will gently heal, change, and eradicate negative beliefs about your pussy and make space for pussy magic and pleasure. It's so profound. It's so healing. It's so wonderful. And I want you to have this experience and to feel love and awe and respect and honor for your female genitals. So please do yourself a favor and download the Pussy Worship Practice and do it and enjoy. Okay, back to the episode. Esther Perel talks about this a lot. And she uses this beautiful metaphor of like when you're about to eat a croissant, the satisfaction and the desire and the turn on towards this croissant starts when you start thinking about it. Oh, I really feel like a croissant. I'm going to get it from this cafe. Am I going to have a coffee with it or not? Or sparkling water? And your mouth starts watering and you're like, oh, I can taste the butter on my tongue already. And the crispiness and you hear the sounds of eating a croissant. Like you're already engaged in fantasy eating the croissant. Sex is the same. It starts in 
the brain, with the arousal in your mind, and then the desire arises when you're in the context where it's appropriate. So if you want to amplify desire, you want to start turning your brain on, arousing your brain, that cognitive arousal, days before, or at least hours before, in the morning, planning the sex you're going to have in the afternoon. And then you can see the relationship between what I'm saying, that sex is not spontaneous, desire is not truly spontaneous, there is usually some kind of stimulus. But the people that experience spontaneous desire have a much more rapid desire, that spark, that doesn't need a lot of external stimulus, whereas people who have a responsive desire pattern need stimulus, touch, physical closeness, sexual contact, and more activation for the reaction to arise. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. And again, I hope this made you feel a sense of relief, acceptance, and normalization of your desire pattern. If you want to learn more about this, I highly recommend well, Googling it, the responsive versus spontaneous desire, and a fantastic book where you learn about this and so much more about sex is Come As You Are by Dr. Emily Nagoski. Come As You Are. It's a fantastic book that gives you the most basic evidence-based sex ed that you need. For example, things like this, spontaneous versus responsive desire, and so, so, so much more. It's a fun, pleasant, lighthearted read. And the things that you learn from it, you can bring into your partnership and understand your partner better, understand yourself better, and work with your body, work with the way that you work rather than against it and feeling like something's wrong with you and you're not normal and something's got to, you know, you have to fix yourself or whatever. So nothing to fix. But now you know if you have spontaneous desire or responsive desire, both are normal. There are gender differences. And if you're the more spontaneous person, you might have to develop more patience for your partner who is more responsive. And the responsive person needs to understand what stimulus gets their responsive desire to react and increase. Also, I've recorded in the early days of my podcast a whole episode about arousal and understanding arousal accelerators and arousal breaks. So definitely go back and listen to that because that's also super insightful and can help you understand yourself a lot why you aren't experiencing arousal and what you can do. Because again, there is so much that you can do from having understanding and knowing yourself. Okay, thank you for being here, for listening, and I will catch you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.